Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Equipped to Be. I tell you what, I'm so glad that you're here. How are you doing right now? I, I want to hear from you. I know it's been a season of trials and struggles and confusion. I know that you absolutely loved my session on starving the fear. I am sitting live face to face with a sweet woman that I am getting to know in person. We've, we're at a remote location doing a conference that will bless thousands of homeschool families because we know up to 40% of parents are now considering the homeschooling journey. Who would have guessed that? And I am with Sally Clarkson. She is a, she is a multi-published author. She's a speaker. She has just been ministering to parents and mothers for decades now. She's got a brand new book. Now, I, I, if you've ever listened to her life-giving series, you will love those. I, I just referenced those books so many times. But she's got a brand new book that we just have to talk about, Awaking Wonder, Opening Your Child's Heart to the Beauty of Learning. Sally, thank you for sitting down with me and, and speaking to my listeners as we talk about your book and we talk about strengthening families. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I love being here. It's been so fun to talk with you and realize how much we have in common, how much our hearts are similar. I know. Now, you have how many children? Tell us a little bit about you for my listeners that don't know. I've got four children. I have two boys, two girls two introverts, two extroverts. <laughs> I'm sure I have different things like that, but um, three of my four children are uh, have studied in the UK, in England, and in Scotland, and have gotten master's or PhD degrees there, and they're living there now. So I go to Oxford and live there as often as I can. Mm. Um, but I have another wonderful son who's living in New York City with his wife. So all of my children... Um, ended up doing things in the arts or, or in education, and so it's been a lot of fun for me um, to have them as my mentor. They're teaching me now. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, I shared with, you know, we both were speaking today, and we had the privilege of being on a panel together, and I shared something that Public Picasso said, and it was like, all children are born an artist, and the goal is to keep them that way. And I'm sorry to change his title, but changing that phrase just a little bit to, all children are born creative. And the goal as a parent is to help them stay that way. And that's why I love your book, because Awaking Wonder, such a beautiful title. The way you minister to moms, the way you try to remind mothers and parents in general that we're doing more than just raising kids so that we're 18 and get them out of the house. What inspired you to write this book? Uh, I think that uh, because I did home educate my children and I used to speak at many conferences, but really the heart of our ministry, uh, Whole Heart Ministries, is to, to really train and inspire all parents to mentor and disciple their children. And when I look back over the years, I feel like so many people were captured by, oh my goodness, I've got to check off all the lists, give them all the activities, do all the uh, right things so they can get a good test score and get into college. And I feel like I saw a lot of kids that were um, lost along the way, that when they went out into the world, 
um, they didn't have a sense of themselves, what they mm. were doing. They didn't live according to the personality and drives that they had. And so I, I wanted to write a book. People would write me and say, how did you do this with your children? They have faith, they love you, they're moving into fields that they love. And so I wanted to write our story. I wanted to say, this is what we really focused on. And these are the essential things that matter at the core of what a family should be. I feel like we could talk about so many topics just off of that one statement of you homeschooled and they went to college and they're doing well and they love you and they love the family. That sounds so idealistic. It's like, how do we actually do that when we see uh, families struggling? You know, we see children rebelling against their parents or struggling with it. You know, they turn 18, it's like, thanks mom and dad for the values, but uh, I just reject all of them. And I've listened to you over the years, you really focus on women and friendships, the friendships of women, which is so precious. And when you talk about your children, there was something you said in your book that just resonated with me. I think partly because I wrote it in Parenting Beyond the Rules and it was saying, like you, she longed to raise her children to do more than simply survive this world we are living in. Mm -hmm. She wanted them to thrive. Would you unpack that? Well, I think uh, this is gonna sound very simplistic, but I, when I became a believer um, in college, and it was the first time I really felt like somebody loved me, even though they knew me, and th that's how God loved me. And so I began to ponder Christ and his stories and what he did. And as I looked at his life, I realized that he was a servant to his disciples. He washed 120 dirty men toes, you know. Uh, he made them food on the beach. He walked with them, he slept with them. and. And so I learned how to be a parent by pondering who Christ was, what mm -hmm. he did, that a teacher will be like his master. And I thought, oh, my kids are gonna be like me. And, uh, you know, and Jesus said, I'm humble and meek, learn from me. And um, I am, you know, I, I would see him being gentle. And so I felt like I found these secrets and they're all there in scripture. And, um, and so I wanted to tell people what I felt like from our family were the essential central pieces that really caused them to love God and to love us. And it's, it's just basic, simple Christian uh, principles. You know, you say keeping God at the center is one of the sections uh, of the book. And you said Jesus took his disciples with him everywhere. Isn't that a picture of what we're doing with our children? We, we take them with us. They learn as we go and as we lay down and as we talk. They're, they're little sponges taking us in. And as you were explaining, you know, Jesus gives us these examples. We need to pay attention and ask him how do we apply them to our unique individuals. You know, I bet, I loved when you said, I have two introverts and two extroverts. I bet you could probably go through the, uh, a list of not just introvert, extrovert, but who are your sensitive children? Right. Who are your logical children? Mm -hmm. Who are your creative? And you said your children are creative. They're probably creative in different ways. Oh, totally. They are absolutely the most different children I've ever known. <laughs> and yet you cultivated a rich relationship with them. Well, again, I looked at the life of Christ and he had his Peter who was the rock who, you know, talked too much. And then he, um, you know, he, he had, um, John, who was the one that Jesus loved, you know, he was probably the sensitive one. And, and I thought, okay, so Jesus related to a variety of different people and he served all of them and he talked to them this way. Um, and so, I, again, I just feel like I learned so much 
and I became so much wiser because every day I would learn a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more just by copying Jesus. I know that may seem simplistic, but I think people sometimes reduce Christianity to how-tos or what to do. And um, I think that, the, that Christ was fully human and fully um, embodied all of the different things that he wanted us to learn. You know, I've heard you talk about, it was kind of simple and it's simple, but yet what does God say? The simple things confound the wise. And I, I think that the important thing that I keep hearing you say is maybe we overcomplicate it. And if we just boil it down to keeping the first things first, keeping our relationship with the Lord a priority, keeping our relationship with our, our husband, if we're married, a priority, um, keeping our children the right priority. You know, Sally, you're so respected and you're thought of highly as just keeping things simple and boiling it down to the basics. And yet God has blessed your ministry. He has allowed you to minister to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. I know that people listen to your podcast, At Home with Sally. Uh, it's downloaded probably, do you know how many countries it's even downloaded in now? A lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's all, it's across the world. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when I think about, uh, from my perspective, I'm often told, how did you do all that you did? And you have written 22 books, you've got your podcast, you have four children that are all very different, and you write about one of your children, uh, I believe your book is different, is mm -hmm, that the mm -hmm, name of the book? Mm -hmm. And so you write about the, the relationship with your son, and anybody that has multiple children <laughs> has, has a unique story with all of them, and you're very open and transparent, just like you are with your new book, uh, how important is rhythms, routines, and rituals in raising a family, building relationships, and, and kind of balancing it all? You know, I do think that um, I was very fortunate at an early point in my Christian life uh, to learn the priority of how to study the Word and, and really kind of um, making certain rhythms absolutely important, which my devotions were and so on and so forth. But um, I think that over the years what happened is I started seeing that many people live by the expectations of what the world is telling them they have to do or what someone else is telling them what they have to do. And um, I started realizing that if, if I was overwhelmed at every point, and it says in Romans that God's will is good and acceptable and perfect, and my life wasn't good and acceptable and perfect, mm -hmm. that I was probably doing a lot of things that really weren't the most important things. They weren't a part of his will. And so I rigorously looked at my schedule and my priorities and I started cutting out things that were creating pressure but really didn't make me feel like they were leading me forward in my life. Oh, I love that. You know, when you think about a rose bush, it just reminded me of this. Mm -hmm. You know, the rose bush often produces more rosebuds than it can actually sustain and right. you have to prune away and that's that and what as you're speaking I'm thinking about we have to go in and be very strategic mm -hmm. about pruning away the things that are maybe taking our time that aren't uh, issuing the I want to say rate of return but mm -hmm. you know they're not worth the investment of time and energy and we're just doing it because someone told us to right or we feel like oh well, if you're really a good mom you would do this and I remember um, all of our children at one point, we lived in a small town at that point, and three out of uh, four of them were in basketball. 
uh, in this local little area. And what that meant was that we were gone six days a week. Mm. And it about killed me. And during that time, they got chickenpox, and then they got <laughs> pneumonia, and then they got encephalitis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I thought, okay, okay, Lord. And I thought, I'm not going to put my kids in sports just because everybody else in the area put their kids in sports. And I thought, I, I can't be gone six days a week. But I had to learn the lesson, and I had to figure out, okay, who are the Clarksons, and what are we going to do? Because that was going to kill me. And so I think that there are many cultural expectations that either family or friends put upon you. But I learned to kind of push back. I'll tell you, it was really helpful for me to read Boundaries. Oh, really? Uh -huh. That's a great book. <laughs> Isn't it? Because I never, I just don't have boundaries. I like to please people and I like to say yes. And when I read Boundaries, it gave me permission to say, I am a limited person. I only have a certain amount of things besides all the interruptions that you have that I can do. So I was always trying to simplify and make plans for focusing on what were priorities for my family. And that's unique to every family, isn't yes, it? Yes, as we have our own puzzle, we can do whatever we deem important. All right, uh, listeners, I hope you just heard what she said. She, Sally just said, we have our own puzzle. And, and Sally, in one of the little subsections of your book, you talk about pass on a vision. You know, we can't pass on a vision if we don't know. And I love what mm -hmm. you said. Who are the Clarksons? Mm -hmm. Who are we? What do we represent? And then we have to communicate that to the little humans that we're right. raising. It has to be a part of the warp and woof of our day, of our routines, our rituals. And, you know, do you think that most parents, most mothers especially, they don't realize the value and importance of the simplistic repetition of day in, day out. It seems like minutia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it no. seems like we're trudging through the mud. Right. But um, when, you, when you had to step back and say, after that season of difficulty and sickness, when you step back and you had to first define who we are, how did, you, how did you do that process? Did you bring the kids together? Did you talk? Did you and Clay talk about no, that? No, my kids are pretty young at that point. Okay. So um, their opinions, you know, the, I would take them in, but I didn't let their opinions determine what we did. Okay. Um, but Clay and I have always been a little bit out of the box ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, we were very intentional about writing down what do we want to build? What gifts are we going to give to our children? Mm. What um, areas are we, are we skilled at? What areas are we not skilled at? But um, really living an authentic life in front of them with the Lord was a real goal of ours because we had worked with college students for many years and we saw that many college students were losing their faith, losing their morality, losing their way in, in life. And so we wanted to be sure to think through how can we secure the heart of our children? If what we believe is true, then we should be the most excellent, the most loving, the most fun, the most um, dynamic people that our kids will ever know because we are walking with God. You know, it's interesting. I, I write about in Parenting Beyond the Rules that our children are seeking to be affirmed and heard. They want a relationship. And the world tells, you know, the world tells us when they hit the teen years, just, you know what? It's th their peers are more important, their activities are just kind of let them go. And I, I mean, I personally don't believe that. They want a relationship with us. And I believe 
and I'm and after all that I've read from you that you believe the same thing. Parents are the primary influence in their child's life unless they, were they made give it to up. be. That's right. That's exactly right. And they're told that um, that they don't have to be, and they're told you know all these other false things. But I really say to parents at the very moment that you're tempted to give up, that's the moment you need to decide to stay close. Mm. And um, you know your children need to to fly on their own. They need to move out. They need to own their own convictions, but that doesn't mean that they don't need you to be accountable to them. Absolutely. You know, I am so grateful that you sat with us, to, uh, sat with me today and sat with my listeners that they could hear uh, what you have to share. This is a fabulous book, Awaking Wonder. Uh, you know, your children, we want our children to be curious about the Lord, about life, about the beauty that God's created. We want our, our children to be curious about the world around them and the potential that they have with, within. And it really boils down to we equip them in the way they should go because our children are a masterpiece and you identified that early on. So often I talk about we know how our children tick and what makes them ticked. And we have to be careful uh, because we, we want them to know that their, their secrets, their thoughts, their desires, they're safe when they share them with us, that we're not going to use them and we're not going to shame them or guilt them or mock them. And I've read some of your other works where you're, you're very intentional about the way you say things and about how you say it, life-giving, that's a series of books you have. So listeners, if you haven't uh, purchased Sally's books, are all 22 still in print? <laughs> yeah, they all actually So there are. you go. It, it's, there's a great reading list for you while you are um, having and enjoying some time with a less busy schedule right now. But you know, we really want you to open your child's heart to the beauty of learning. Whether you're homeschooling, whether you're in a private school or a charter school or your children are public school, you know, whatever method of education you choose, you want that method to be fostering the creativity within that child and not let it get squelched by uh, naysayers or a certain ideology or method of teaching. Sally, thank you for sitting down oh. with us and just blessing our audience with you being here and sharing your love and your mm -hmm. life of parenting all these children for these many years. And what a rich testimony that you have. Thank you so much. Well, it's a privilege to be with you today. So let me just ask you, tell us where they can find you. I think I mentioned a lot of them, but your books are probably available everywhere. It's, uh, most of the books are available everywhere, and um, you can find me and everything I do at sallyclarkson.com. Okay, and then of course your podcast? Is uh, At Home with Sally. Okay, and uh, Sally also does some gatherings where I know mm -hmm. tea is very important to you, yeah, and well, I know you won't be in the States very much longer before you head abroad, but I'm sure you'll be continuing that same graciousness and ministry wherever you are. Thank you so much. I plan on, on just keeping going until I don't have any uh, thoughts in my brain anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining me for Equip to Be. This has been a blessing. Uh, listen, share your ideas. Ask your questions. We want to encourage you and support you in where you are because where you are is uh, not the place you'll be in a year from now. We, you've been through a series of struggle and difficulty and upendedness, but you know you're gonna get through this. You may be weary, you may be tired, you may feel like you need to quit, and I'm just gonna encourage you. You, can, you. you can't quit, but you can rest. 
Seek the Lord, just rest in Him, trust Him, trust His timing, keep loving your children and your husband, and He, God is the architect of your family, and He will design it in form and fashion if you are intentional. If you keep that vision and you cast that vision before your children, as Sally had mentioned, that's so important for your children feel a sense of identity to who they are. As Kat, Sally had said, who are the Clarksons? And I'm gonna ask you, who is your family? What do you stand for? What matters to you? When you turn the tassel and you no longer have to parent those children, what will your relationship be? That's it for today, and we'll talk to you next week on Equipped to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.